Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is the TNC podcast, also the known as the Toxin Crocs podcast. I'm doing a solo pod today. We'll see how it goes. I'm normally not that great at doing solo stuff with podcasting anyway. I like bouncing information off of uh, other people. But, of course, if you've been listening for a while, you'll understand what this podcast is about. But for if you're tuning in for the first time and are watching for the first time, this is a podcast to show the world that Christians aren't what the media likes to portray us as. We are everyday people, and we're just like you, and I'm excited to have you, and thank you for tuning in. All right, so I've been playing with my recording setup here. I am currently at the United Veterans Club in Grand Island, Nebraska, selling my honey right there, GD Honey Acres. Simply honey, straight from my beehives. Well, not straight from the beehives, from the beehives to a spinner, to a bucket, to the bottles. <laughs> it's kind of how it goes. Well, I'm here out in the, just out in the heat. It's a little hot. It's going to get hotter. It's probably not as hot as where Dalton's at. Dalton is currently in Dumas, Texas, doing a Cities for Kids camp. And uh, we'll hop on here on the YouTube and show you guys what their website looks like here in a bit. But I want to talk about the shirt I'm wearing. What does it say? It says Rise Conference. So last weekend was the Rise Conference that Don and I kept talking about where we got the youth together. And there was, what, Pastor Holly, Pastor Zach. By the way, Zach is a pastor now. He's our Connections pastor. I'm excited that he has that position. He's such an awesome guy. I love him. I love Pastor Holly. I love Dalton. love all those guys. Um, Chris and Stacy were there, too. Uh, there was a bunch of us there. It was a great time. We had a lot of fun. I will be going to my Facebook page here in a minute to show you guys some video and pictures and stuff of that as well. But it was a great time. We had... I'd like to say close to 20, 21 youth show up by the third day anyway. Um, first night was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I had a real good time. Uh, it was a few hours long. Got to kind of get into gist of things and see how it all ran. But I'll tell you what, one of my favorite parts is worship. And it was a lot different than normal like uh, church service worship. This was like up and moving, get you going, make you cry kind of worship. Like you felt the spirit. I'll tell you that much. We got, we have Freddie to thank for that. He got a group together, him and Maddie. Uh, Maddie's also doing cities for kids stuff. She's going to every single camp, meaning multiple countries as well to try to, I don't know, reach out to other kids and help them out. But yeah, Freddie, oh man, he did an awesome job with the group he got together in our, uh, Worship pastor was there also, Pastor Jeff. He helped out with the worship. So um, real quick, I'm sorry if this is loud. I couldn't figure out a way to turn it down, but I'm going to throw my headphones up here so I can hear it too. I'm going to show you guys, give you a couple examples of what worship was like. Let me get the camera switched here. There we go, and here we are. Here's one of the videos I took.
And here is another one. I had such an awesome time having worship with all the youth and getting them excited, getting them pumped up. All of us jumping around, having a good time and praising God and Jesus in that moment, the Holy Spirit. You know, it was it was amazing. Straight up, I, I multiple times talking to my wife, I told her it was probably one of my favorite things was the worship that we did. It, it, I, I wish every Sunday worship service time would be that great. Also, by the way, there is a road right next to me, so you might hear some road noise. Sorry if you do. But no, so, man, there were multiple times I would just get overwhelmed. And I know I saw other people get overwhelmed, too. And just feeling the spirit. I'm. If you haven't felt it, I, I invite you to come to Grand Island, uh, Nebraska. Come to our Abundant Life service on Sundays. A lot of times the uh, Holy Spirit tends to show up and make you feel things you haven't felt before or haven't felt in a long time. Like... I haven't, was it 30 years, I didn't really cry much, and I'm crying all the time because of it, but yeah, so worship was awesome. Uh, in the first video that you saw, that was Freddie up there with the mic, uh, Pastor Jeff was on the guitar, and I remember Johnny, that was his name, he was on the piano, and because Pastor Frank kept going, Johnny be good, and it got stuck in my head multiple times. Music tends to do that. But so, let's go over a couple other videos. And there's going to be one where it's of me doing something. And Zach screams right at the first start of it. So be prepared for that. I'm sorry it's loud. Hopefully in editing, I will quiet that down so I don't destroy your ears. Let's go back and look at some more of those uh, Rise Youth Conference images. So yeah, this is our shirt here. Rise Youth Nutrition Facts. I can't wait to get this. Pastor Holly, that's her eyes right there looking at you. It says um, worship 1,200%. This is Nutrition Facts, by the way. Worship 1,200%. Prairie 200%. Passion 200%. Caffeine overdose. Now, that was the truth. God's word 1,000%. Sleep none. I'll tell you right now, guys. I was so gosh darn tired from this youth conference. Um, I think I'm still recovering. My feet still hurt. It's been like a week. They're not as bad as they were. Like I'd hop out of the bed, feet would hit the ground. and just like, oh, pain. But yeah, that's what it is, what it is. Um, if I have to stop, it's because people show up to buy honey. But that hasn't happened yet. And hopefully this wind isn't picking up too terribly much and you hear it. But yeah, let's get back to it. So here we go, other videos. So this is a picture Holly took, and I am right here making this car look itty-bitty, this Hyundai, and we are smashing it. You got Chris is on the other side, and I'm warning you, this next little bit, the very beginning is really loud, but it's a slow-motion video of me smashing this car. All right, three, uh, get ready to cover yours in three, two, one. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, that was really loud. 
Got the sledgehammer. This is finally our turn to go ahead and smash this. Chris had a ball bat, was nailing it, and here I come with a sledgehammer, and I love how loud and powerful this sounds. Kaboom. That was a lot of fun. I know the, uh, this is probably some of the kids' favorite things that we did was smashing this car. And it, I really enjoyed watching them, honestly. I was kind of the safety guy on the car smashing, making sure that they were safe. Now let's go to pictures of the car. Here's me in front of the car with Rise right there wearing the Rise conference shirt. Now, mind you, this car was in pristine condition as well as pristine as a used car can be that the record company decided to let us go ahead and destroy for only 100 bucks. They dropped it off and picked it up for us. It's pretty awesome. So this car was all the glass was there. It was pretty decent shape. Battery was out of it. We took the windshield out to make it safe for the kids and we gave them 30 seconds each to go ahead and smash this car. They wore protective gloves, protective eyewear. We made sure they're on separate sides of the vehicle, but I'll tell you what, uh, the youth can do a lot of damage to a vehicle in 30 seconds. It's a great time. And Freddie, of course, was providing the musical entertainment and the, I don't know, giving us the motivation to just smash this thing. And I'll tell you what, it was definitely one of the funnest experiences I've had involved with anything in church was getting, letting those kids just smash this car, getting any aggression out, having the time of their lives. It was a blast. Oh, I, I'm hoping next year we have it. so many kids or youth, sorry, they're youth. I'm 31, so I keep calling them kids. I know they're youth, they're sixth through 12th grade, whatever. But I hope next year we have so many that we have to have. I told Dalton two cars, and he looked at me and goes, no, four cars. That's a goal. And hopefully all y'all youth, if you listen to this, get the information out, what we did, all the great fun we had, everything we learned, all the crying we did, heartfelt tears. But, of course, all that smashing of the car, too. Get it out so we get more of your friends around, and hopefully y'all invite your friends as well. I can't wait to do this again next year. Now, let's see here. Whoop. <laughs> I'm still on my Facebook. Oh, no, it's looking at me. All right, let's go back to this. So this was the last night. Pastor Frank um, basically talked about the kids. Sorry, man, the youth. Ha let, having them... Like, this is basically, this picture here is all the youth around our cross at church, and they're laying their hands on it. And it's basically an outward display of how they feel and their beliefs at that moment. And they're all up there praying, sometimes for, one another, for each one another, but other times just for themselves. But it's an outward display of their love for God and Jesus. Now let's see if I got any more pictures up here to show you guys that I am a hor I'm horrible at taking pictures and videos and such. There's Pastor Frank right here giving uh, one of his sermons. We had multiple sessions with each pastor. Uh, we had was it Jeff Collins? He was awesome. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but yeah, 
Yeah, here's another uh, picture from when we were doing service. I'm standing over in this side over here, this left side. I was uh, behind a bunch of boys. Oh, yeah, here's the car. Sorry, here's the car. This is uh, after day one of smashing it. And there's Stacy in the back. This is day one, and I went through, and I continued to go out and smash out that windshield right there. So, yeah, that uh, using a 10-pound sledge to smash out the windshield and get that out of there for the kids, my forearms were hurting. I'll tell you that much right now. Let's keep going. Here's another image of that before it got totally destroyed. Well, I mean, yeah, it's totally destroyed there, but you know, what's this video of? Oh, just another video of the warship. Oh, I'm pretty sure I was uh, starting to cry during this one. That's Freddie singing. Maddie was uh, right next to him. And back to the beginning of that slideshow. Okay, so worship was one of my favorite things, honestly. I've I, I've felt the worship before to where I wanted it, you know, shouted amen, hallelujah, or whatever. I've cried during worship before, but this was way different. And I loved every single microsecond of the worship. And I'm hoping more youth come next year and can experience it as well. Because God was in the house that night. All three nights. He was there. The Holy Spirit was around us. And it just, you could feel things. I know if you're not Christian and I'm talking like this, you're going to think I'm nuts. But I'm telling you right now, it happened. And you could feel it. Then what was it? I'm trying to remember one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see if I can get this right. I, I forget if who's it by. It might be by Hillsong, maybe, which there's a whole controversy there. But worship is worship, all right? And Freddie was singing it. I loved it. We got all the kids jumping with this song. And, like, um, at first, I was around a bunch of boys. They're just, like, you know, stiff, like, I ain't going to move. I ain't going to do nothing. And I was all like, come on, guys, let's worship. Let's praise. Let's dance. Let's throw up our hands. Let's get going, and then they all started jumping with us, and the song was, um, let me back this away so I don't blow out your ears. The song that we got everybody going in and finally got all the youth worshiping and worshiping together, jumping up, down, praising God, was, um, I want to say the chorus went, All of my best friends are sick of pretending we want the truth. We want it! We want it! I loved it. It was so awesome. And I was sitting there in the back, ah! you know, just me, big 300 pounds, six foot one guy, getting these kids going on there. The thing that I was so animated about was because how are these kids going to know that they can worship like that? That it's allowed unless I'm doing it myself. I'm the adult, I'm the example. I need to do it myself as well. So I'm back there jumping with them, having a good time, high fiving, fist bumping. It was great. I loved it. And here in a few weeks, we have our own super kids camp here in Grand Island. And I know there's a lot of dancing because we do the children's ministry on Wednesday nights during the school year. And we do a lot of dancing there during our worship with all the moves. You know, the whole uh, Yahweh, where we do that. Uh, who is that by? Elevation Worship, I b do believe. My mic is doing some weird stuff. Either way. We have super kids coming up, and I can't wait for that either. It's going to be a wonderful time. It's going to be amazing. Pastor Holly is leading us on that one. And, of course, we got Zach, Maddie, Dalton. They'll all be there. 
It's going to be a groovy time, and I'm betting Chris and Stacy show up as well. Never experienced that, but if I was in pain and sore just from the youth conference, I know it's going to be a lot worse come Super Kids Camp. So I'm definitely going to start doing some cardio and stretching more, doing more cardio, I should say. I do a lot of cardio every day. I do like eight, nine miles of just moving around walking and walking fast because you got to walk with a purpose where I'm at, where I work. But yeah, Rise Youth Conference was epic. We had some good speakers. One of the speakers, he made an awesome analogy. He was talking about somebody he knew where their kid was in a wreck and was having issues with their heart. So they were needing to have a heart transplant. And he was asking the guy, how does she get a heart transplant? Like, where do they get a heart? And the guy, like, got real quiet and talking to him and said, somebody has to die. Which, that, that got a lot of us thinking about... So when he said that, where somebody would have to die, that got all of us thinking and, like, really brought the emotional impact of that statement to all of us. Not even just the youth, to us adults as well. They brought up the fact that, you know, Jesus, he ended up dying for us, right? He gave his life for us so we could have a new heart. And when we come to Christ, our old heart dies away, our earthly heart dies away, and our spiritual heart, our Christ-driven heart is reborn and we are getting basically a heart transplant because of Christ. And here's the thing. When you get that heart transplant, does that mean you stop sinning or whatever immediately? No, it does not. Everybody still sins. But here, here's the deal. You got the heart transplant from Christ because of his death for you. His, he died for our sins, right? And then you start sinning less. All of a sudden, you're getting more convicted in the Holy Spirit and realizing, hey, what I'm doing right now you know, I'm doing this thing. Whatever this thing is, I the Holy Spirit is telling me, hey, dude, stop. It's wrong. You're getting a bad feeling about it. It's wrong. Stop doing it. And that's the amazing thing of getting your heart in Christ. You'll get to a point where you'll want to sin less. You'll stop. Well, you'll start sinning less anyway. And it just gets more and more in building and building into compounds and compounds. And next thing you know, every day you're listening to worship music. Every day you're reading the Bible. You've got all these Christian friends now. Um, you're seeing things that you've been doing in the past or that you're repetitively doing. It's like, hey, I can't do that anymore. That is wrong. It's not okay. And you're repenting for your sins. And you're changing your life and realizing, hey, this way is better. You know, Yahweh is better. Yeshua is better. Their way is better. Once you finally let yourself die, you know, pick up your cross and, and die and be born again, everything's going to start changing. And I know it happened with me, and I'm still getting convicted about every day with things that I'm doing that I need to stop doing because I know how bad they are. It's like it might not even be a real bad thing with societal expectations, but when I, I've been going through worship, I've been praying, I've been going through the Bible, I've, I've, there's people that have been needing to be healed, and we've been praying for them, and, you know, saying in Jesus' name, this is going to happen, you will be healed in Jesus' name. And then all of a sudden these people that just had these massive surgeries, they're being sent home after a couple of days because guess what? They're healing right away. It happens. It, it's, that's how it is. It's amazing when you give your life, life to Christ and he will bless you. I might have, nope. 
Sorry, edit that little bit out. And he will bless you. It's just amazing. You know, Jesus died for us. He gave his life for us. We let our earthly heart die, our, our sinful heart, our, our heart before Christ died. We come back with a heart for Christ, for God, for the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing what happens when you do that. You just, you start being better and you want to be better. And I know I'm excited about that. But yeah, so the whole heart transplant thing, it's it, without the death of Jesus, without his sacrifice, you couldn't get to where you can with it. There was no other path that was easy to get to God. Really, Literally the easiest way to get to heaven is through Jesus. Proclaiming Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He was born of flesh. He was still God. He's one of three, right? Yahweh, Yeshua, and Arau Kakadesh, which is Holy Spirit in Hebrew. So was it? At one point, they said, you know, we need to thank the Holy Spirit. And me, you know, doing the whole research kind of thing, I had to look up what uh, thank you, uh, Holy Spirit would be in Hebrew. What is it? Tobo Raba Rau Kakodesh. So, like, thank you very much, Holy Spirit. So, a little tangent there. All right, let's go. I'm going to look at. Wow, that's. I have podcast notes, believe it or not. So, I talked about worship, talked about what the conference was, talked about the heart story. Um, I want to talk about also the same guy that told us the heart story at one point. He had us go, like, everybody go off in their own little separate part of our, I guess, the gymnasium part, the, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Sanctuary. There we go. I call it a gymnasium because we actually have, it's got a basketball court in it. We got basketball hoops everywhere. So it's a, it's kind of a gymnasium as well. But he told us to go off on our own in the sanctuary and started talking to us about how we can impact other people's lives and he said so what i want you to do is get off on your own away from any friends you know you're by yourself and i want you to pray and talk to god and see who he would want you to try to impact their lives so i'm sitting there i'm laying there got my eyes closed i'm praying but then i'm sitting there thinking you know, who would God want me to impact? Would it be these people? Would it be these people? Would it be these people? Would it be these family members of mine? I was sitting there thinking about, bro- about my brother. Yeah, that's definitely a person I need to go talk to, see if I can impact his life more. By the way, I don't know how to do that because I looked at our uh, system. It said uh, unless the inmate puts your name and address down, you can't really talk to him, send him letters or what, uh, what have you. Either way, I was sitting there laying there, eyes closed, Thought I was praying, and I'll admit, I don't think I was because I was just trying to figure it out on my own. And then I realized, you know what? I need to stop trying to do things on my own. I figured that out in other parts of my life. I need to figure. I needed to figure that out for that. I can't just go and decide. You know, what? I'm going to do it for this person just on my own, on my own will. And I sat there. I'm like, you know what, God, Yahweh, who do you want me to impact? Who do you want me to talk to about you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Gospels? and See, show me who I need to talk to. Is it my brother? Is it my mom, my sister, my other friends, my other family? And I straight up got all these images just rushing in my mind. Now, mind you, it's, it's 
basically pitch black in there so you're not seeing any light or nothing and your eyes are closed i got all these images of people that i've never met before just like hundreds of them just flying at me just different face different face different face different hair hairstyle all ages you know from kid up to elderly just coming at me and it's like kind of overwhelming the amount of people that showed up it's, I, I talked to Holly about it, and she, first thing she said was your podcast. So there's been multiple times now where I've talked to God about something, and it's like well, there's been a few times I've talked about the podcast. You know whether I should keep doing it or not. I brought that up in the uh, Chris and Stacy episode, the uh, testimony episode, where I immediately got a response back saying basically, "Don't give up on it. Put in what you got." You were the first to do it, keep putting in for it. And um, all of a sudden I'm praying about who I should impact. And I got all these hundreds of faces, if not, I don't know, could have been thousands. We were there for a few minutes and I, it was really just a fraction of a second face, 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 just all these different faces popping up. And she immediately said, your podcast. I'm like, that makes sense. I'm not supposed to stop doing this podcast, even if it ends up just being me going to other people. That's fine. I'm not supposed to stop doing this podcast because I'm supposed to impact lives with it. He, God gave me the thought one day in my kitchen of podcast. Like, it was a command. Like, didn't say, Jake, do a podcast. It was just podcast loud in my head. So I started the podcast. So I'm going to keep doing the podcast no matter what. It's just going to happen. I'm going to pe- keep putting my time my resources into this because it needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that was a huge impact there, and I thought, that's amazing. I still had, like, an image of my brother. So I'm there was um, one church service where Pastor Teresa was talking, and she asked us to ask God and talk to God about who he wants us to go impact, and my brother popped up. So there's been multiple times that I need to... I was told, basically... Mm-hmm to go find my brother, talk to him, and try to impact his life. And I keep praying for him to have a burning bush moment because I think he needs a burning bush moment. But that's a totally different story, totally different topic for another time. So at some point, I need to figure out how to get there. And if anyone listening knows how to work with the Nebraska legal system on figuring out how to talk to an inmate, um, please let me know because online information sucks. All right. So was praying by myself had all the images and it's just i know this podcast is what god wants me to do another point in the um, conference we actually had a uh, question and answer session that i thought was pretty cool and the kids basically sorry the youth the youth got to write down questions and put them all in a basket so it was anonymously done and they got to ask us adults questions we had what 12 or 13 adults up there so there was all sorts of questions you know like um how long have you been doing this and <laughs> that one was kind of funny because everybody's like oh i've been you know ministering or helping with ministry or part of this church for like 14 20 30 40 years and it got to me i'm like i'm the baby guys i've only been helping with ministry stuff for less than a year <laughs> it'll be a year come the uh when school starts up because i will be doing children's ministry again so I thought that was funny. Another funny thing was there was another Jacob, and I know he listens to this podcast every now and again. There was another Jacob there 
And one of the questions was, uh, no offense. Oh, I said, this question is to Jacob, but no offense, the muscular one. <laughs> and a, <laughs> Dalton immediately turned to me and says, how much can you lift? So I had to answer, answer and I answered truthfully. You know, my max deadlift was uh, 555. Max bench was 315. Max squat was, uh, what, what, was it 525, 530, something like that. <laughs> and towards the end of it, J uh, the, uh, Jacob, he grabbed the question, and he's like, you know what, I'm the muscular one. Uh, Don goes, points at me, and goes, Jake, how much did you deadlift again? I told him, he's like, well, he could do one pound more than that. So it, it was hilarious. It was great. It was a good time. Um, and then one of the questions was, how was your high school experience like? And so everybody's talking about their experiences and about how they all grew up in the church and all this stuff, or a lot of people did, and or grew up part of a church, a Christian church. And I talked about mine, and I, I felt that I needed to tell them a story that I think I've mentioned on the podcast before where about a time where I was in an impression basically to show them that they're not alone, that other people have been through it too, and we've made it through it. And hopefully, the, after I told them a story, I'm like, reach out, talk to people. Don't let it bother you. Don't let it sit there and fester. The story I told them about was the all these youth, they're older youth, so they're not kids. Told them about the time that I was extremely depressed and I was basically suicidal and I had a means of committing that. And my phone started ringing. I had a cell phone at this time, which was kind of cool old flip phone that you couldn't break you know it was indestructible they made them differently back then they're built different but kept getting a phone call and I had the means to do what I was going to do but I kept getting a phone call and a voice that I never heard before was yelling in my head I couldn't physically hear it was just in my head yelling answer the phone answer the phone answer the phone over and over again and the call happened a couple times and each time I got told it's the phone and I just you know what I finally did that happened to be one of my classmates that she called me and I guess she didn't really have a reason to call me she just felt like she needed to call me at that time she kept calling me until I answered so that's one instance I, I was like you're not alone guys and God is there he does not want you to do these sort of things he does not want you to be depressed he does not want you to be hurt like that listen to him and reach out and talk to somebody because then I talked to her and obviously I'm still here and I'm doing great so it was, it was a hard story to tell but I just wanted to make I wanted them to know that they don't suffer through it alone that there are those of us adults that have been there too that they could talk to anytime sure but if they if they listen to this or watch this you guys can get a hold of me I'll listen I'll help you out whatever it don't do that I love you guys Okay, so that was a big deal, and I wanted to make sure that they knew that. Um, I forgot. I was going to read you guys a verse when I talked about that deal with the uh, different images popping in my head and my ass got on who I should impact. Well, I got a verse for you, Proverbs uh, 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. 
which I find that amazing because it is so true in my life right now. I was told to start this podcast. I talked about it. He told me, you know what, keep doing this podcast. And I was like, who am I supposed to go help and impact and help change your lives maybe? And he showed me hundreds if not thousands of faces in a matter of a couple minutes. And then I'm put in this children's ministry. You know, it wasn't, I didn't approach Pastor Holly. She one day said, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me to ask you, Shawnee, which is my wife, if you and your husband would want to help out this year. And Shawnee told me that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I feel like, you know, God's leading us down this path. That's, I'm going to listen. So, you know, ask the Father. Ask him, seek in his will, and he will show you which path to take. And that is extremely true. So it's just like that story. I, I felt like from deep down, it's not, I didn't think like, you know, I want to tell this story today. It's not something I want to talk about, but I'm going to the point where I can talk about it anytime because it might help somebody out there for them to realize they're not alone. I am here. We are here for you. If you're ever in that dark place, please reach out. Talk to God. Talk to somebody. Don't ever go into that dark path. You're too precious. Life is too precious for that. <laughs> All right. So I also wanted to give a big thank you to my wife because she ran the house on her own without any help from me for three days straight, basically. And then on Sunday, I know we did some things that we needed to take care of, but I was pretty well useless that day. She cooked, she cleaned, she hung out with our son, kept him entertained, did all the things that two parents should do by herself, and I'm amazed with her, and I'm extremely thankful to God for her. I'm extremely thankful for her. It's, I, can't be, I, I can't say thank you enough to God for my wife. She's an amazing person. And I'll never stop loving her. And Shawnee, if you're listening or watching this, or someday you will, you, I know you listen to your audio books, but I know you'll listen to this some point too. I love you and thank you for everything you do. I couldn't have gotten to where I am without you. Thank you, honey. All right. Now I can't away from that cheesiness. Um, I want to talk about some uh, overcoming adversity and... Um, trials and tribulations or whatnot. I just want to give a couple of examples right now uh, with my own life. So lately I've come home twice from work. You know, I was dog tired, put in a few miles that day, just working, walking around, sweating my butt off, getting frustrated with all these machines and get home uh, one day to find that a swarm of bees landed in my bee yard and I had to catch them. So what does that entail? That entails me putting on a full on a on a bee suit on a hot day, getting equipment around, getting inside that swarm, and getting them ready and uh, a hive box ready for them to go into and catching that swarm. So that happened once, and then it happened again not long ago. I love catching the swarms, but I'll tell you what: when you're dog tired, having to go out there and deal with a swarm in a bee suit unexpectedly, it's a pain in the butt. A real big pain in the butt, but it is what it is. And here's the train. Sorry if you guys hear that. So it's just frustrating in that aspect of getting super hot, running real fast because you don't want that swarm to fly away. It's unexpected. It's a trial of patience, endurance, and strength. But here's the thing. You go through that trial, right? You go through that frustration, that 
that tiredness, you know, your body's wanting to just lay down and go to sleep. And you, you get it done because you know there's going to be a good outcome at the end of it. So our outcome with the swarms is we got an increase to our hives. And at the beginning of the year, we lost multiple hives. We went from, like, what, 11 down to 6 or something because the winter they didn't survive the winter. And I prayed to God, and I asked them to help us rebuild it, our uh, apiary, which is a area where bees are and such. Help us rebuild our apiary. And so far, we've had a split, which is we basically it's a man-made swarm. So we find the old queen, put her in a new box with all a bunch of brood and food and other bees. And you make take one hive and you make two hives. But then we also had these two swarms. And so our, our apiary is expanding and it's expanding fast. And it's just amazing how the, the prayers answered, right? So that means we got our bees. We're growing again. We're going to hopefully get more honey and hopefully actually have a honey harvest this year. We've been getting lots of rain. So hopefully the drought's going to be kind of knocked back a little bit. So it's God answering prayers. I, I asked him to help us rebuild, help us be fruitful, and it's happening. Um, and then also the frustrations that I've talked about with Dalton on uh, Shawnee and I trying to buy uh, properties, rental properties. We got one, but we went through so many issues trying to get to this one that God finally put in front of me on a computer here. This is my laptop right here in front of me. Putting this image on the front of the computer and we got this property that he gave he showed us because i was trying to find everything on my own right we didn't finally find a property until i stopped doing it on my own by that i mean i let it, it it's just god just put it there he's like this is it this is the one there's all the other ones that we tried to do on our just sean and i failed fell through everything fell through just like with the bees we lost all those doing it ourselves. We get God in the picture to look at it. It's expanding. It's growing again. When we tried to find properties by ourselves, it always fell through. Even after we spent a few thousand dollars on inspections, fixing stuff up, getting things estimated on how to, on what we got to pay to fix these few things to get people in the uh, property and make sure it's a good property, it's a safe property. And they fell through. And the moment that God put it in front of us, next thing you know, we have the property. Next thing you know, we're getting put with property managers that have all these connections so that prices on getting things done are super cheap compared to what they could have been. Um, get put with property managers. or there's, uh, blah, blah. He gave us property managers that are a lot like Shawnee and I are, which is amazing. And we get along with them great. I mean, they're literally, we could hang out with them anytime. It's just we're like peas in a pot. It's just real easy talking to. And then this property just got told yesterday we are finally getting tenants in the one side, so then our mortgage is going to be taken care of for that. So hallelujah, praise God on that. Let be and let God, right? That's just what it is. And then the other day as well, got home, and I'm walking around inside. I thought all the dogs were outside, and I hear this yelping going on. It's my dog Gwen. You saw her a few episodes back on the YouTube and it turns out she got locked in the bathroom all day. Well, we have the other bathroom torn apart on the other side of the house. We're redoing that slowly while I have time, while Shawnee has time. When we can finally get to it, we do a little bit at a time, basically, on this bathroom. Well, Gwen is a purebred Jack Russell. And if anybody knows Jack Russells, they're very stubborn. 
It can be they're very strong, can be very aggressive. Well, she's locked in this bathroom. She tore the flooring up in the bathroom, she, like half of it's just torn up. The subfloor under it's gone. And by that I mean like the three-quarter inch um, particle board type stuff, the OSB, is ripped out <laughs> in half of it, and she started trying to dig underneath the door on top of the baseboards <laughs> so it's like all right well you know this is a sign you know uh, god souls hurry up get that other bathroom done and then work on this one so that's what it, you see the issue it's like it's could have downed my day this could have made my day bad but i could have been like oh going no i'm starting to look at things from a different light this is about the whole deal you know i got a different heart now when I gave it to God and gave it to Jesus, gave my life over to him. And it's like, okay, so, you know, we'll just work on that other bathroom, get that done, working on that this weekend. So hopefully maybe we'll get really close to it. We'll get that done and just, hey, I got another bathroom to do. I wanted to do it anyway. Now it's just got to happen because it got destroyed by a dog. <laughs> Things happen in life. It is what it is. So I told you those three stories to show you now you, all all the frustrating situations, and then finally letting it be and giving it all to God. How how things could come out for a good situation, even if it's a real bad situation. Sometimes you're putting bad things, and you'll have the good outcome later in life. Like growing up the way I did in my life, I wouldn't be who I am now without what happened in the past. And I've thanked God multiple times for the bad which is weird to think about, but it's I think before the bad because it became good. And um, well, there's a, a worship song. It's you take what the enemy made for evil and you turn it for good, and it is so true. I got abused growing up, emotionally, physically, otherwise. I got abused as a kid. We lived in extreme poverty, and now I'm at where I am now. I'm a much better father than I could have been probably without all that happening. I know so, how to do so many things because I had to figure it out. I thank God for that. I, when I realized finally that I needed to thank God for those things, my life started to change big time. And that led into um, one night, I think it was the last night at Rise uh, Conference, Dalton was... Uh, talking about let me see if I wrote it here well basically Dalton got everyone crying he was talking about how he was he was basically in spiritual warfare from what I, I gathered he was in spiritual warfare and he was being attacked basically putting it on his head what's the point of the conference why should he do this you know no one's going to come just you know, the spirit of doubt was on him and he's talking about it and he, he's talking about how he realized that it's for the youth you know, he got over that spirit of doubt. God helped him through that. Jesus helped him through that. And we're all sitting there praying to our, uh, by ourselves. And I'm over there. I know multiple other people were crying at the same time. I was crying, listening to that. And while I was praying, I'm on my knees. I'm bowed. I'm thanking God for everything, you know, thanking him for all the good, thanking him for all the bad. It was amazing. And I wish I, I could have recorded what he said. Because it was extremely emotional and ex just, it was it was awesome. All right, so I think that brings it to a close right now. I'm I'm gathering inf not information, but I'm 
I'm working on getting other people on the podcast with me because I do want to introduce you to other types of peoples that are Christians. And so you can see how we are. You kind of know my story. You kind of know Dalton's. We've talked to Chris and Stacy. I'm working on getting Pastor Holly on here. I'm working on getting Zach on here. Oh, we talked to my wife. Sorry. And I'm, I want to do an episode with each of them separately first and then get them together and do an episode because it's going to be amazing and have my wife there too. It'll be a blast. And then I'm, I'm working on getting a lot of people that we do stuff with at the church on here. And Freddie and I have been in talks as well. He's got a podcast. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but he's got his own podcast. I think it's the Compass Worship. I know they're on uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Compass Worship is. Um, and we're working on figuring out how to get together and get that done. Because they've got a few guys in theirs. And whether it be just me or me and Dalton, sorry, proper grammar, or Dalton and I, going and talk to them. I'm not sure yet. But I'm working on that, and I can't wait for that one. Hopefully, I might have some better equipment by then. I'm hoping that things happen in a certain way where I can buy better equipment and actually use the XLR on this mic versus USB because the XLR sounds so much better. And same with my other podcast mic. All right, I think that is it for now. I love you guys. Every one of you listening, I love you. Jesus loves you. God loves you. The Holy Spirit's around you. I pray you feel him. Lord God, I pray that everyone that's listening and watching, you cover them in your armor of light. And if they need it, give them a burning bush. Please, God, give them a burning bush moment so they feel your presence. They know it's you. It could be physical, emotional, spiritual, a dream. Just let them have that so they experience you and your, your amazing wonderfulness. I thank you for everything you've done. I can never thank you enough. All I can say is thanks for everything. Thanks for everything, God. I love you. Be with ever, be with my, or the listeners of this, your listeners, your watchers, God. And I pray you put it on their hearts that they might come to you and feel you, your presence. I pray a seed is planted and a fire is lit. And I hope I see some of them come to church at Abundant Life in Grand Island, Nebraska, and be like, hey, I watch your pod because I'm going to give them a hug. And I'm going to tell them Jesus loves them. I love you, Lord. If anyone has any sicknesses, hurts, I pray you heal them. And in Jesus' name, it will be done. You will heal them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, that's it for this solo episode. I'm surprised I got through it last time I tried to record a solo one sitting out here. It was horrible. I nixed that idea. And then I think it was like, hey, Chris, <laughs> you want to do a podcast? <laughs> And uh, hopefully we'll have him on again soon. And Stacy, because they're great people. I love them. All right. Love you guys. Pray you're doing well whenever you are, wherever you are. Pray for us. I'll keep praying for y'all. Have a wonderful week. Love you. Bye. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Give us a like and a follow. We're on all your different podcast stuff. Shoot me an email if you have any questions. Or just want to be on the podcast, shoot me an email. It's uh, toxincrocs at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Tiki Talk. Can't wait to see you there. All right. Now for real. Bye.